0: On everybody, this is Shay coming back at y'all with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Man, I hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, things have been uh, just just rolling along over here, man. Sitting here uh, today is the uh, the aftermath of the uh, the midterm elections uh, yesterday, and, <laughs> and things are just kind of shaking out. So I'm, I'm halfway paying attention, halfway you know uh, doing some stuff here in the office um, with some Bible reading, uh, you know, just thinking about life, thinking about God, uh, talking to some folks. So it's been a normal day in the office, man, despite of the craziness that's happening in the world right now. Uh, things are, things are shaking and moving, man. So, um, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Hope y'all doing well, man. Um, uh, we just got back from, uh a trip a family trip down to arizona man got to meet up with uh, my mom's side of the family uh all our kids we, we all got kids around the same age so they were able to kick it and get to know each other it's their first time meeting so it was fun to get to watch them get to know each other get on each other's nerves a little bit then bounce back and uh be friends again so it was a cool trip man um we drove down you know drove back Um, the next day after driving back, I had to go to work, uh, the very next morning. So, you know, I was dog tired, uh, went home, caught about maybe about five hours of sleep and woke up and, uh, and went on a fishing trip. And, um, man, the, the day, that day ended up being like a full 24 hours, man. And so, you know, trying to catch naps here and there, but we went out on a boat, man, Went out past uh, Alcatraz, a couple miles past Alcatraz, and um, just went fishing out there in the Pacific, right? And uh, man, it was it was cool. It was it was cold. It was cold in a mug though. I I can't even front, man. Like I had on, I had about three four layers on, and the cold was still getting in. But it was a good time, man. There was a couple people on there. There was one dude. There's was, was a couple people that were characters on there is what I was about to say. Uh, but there was one dude on there. That took his son out. You know his son is probably about 10 years old man. He was a trooper though man. He did a good job. But. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about that trip a little bit. And I'm. You know. It's. it was a, It was a cool trip. And as as you're fishing, right? This I think this is the, the cool part about fishing is like you get you get a lot of just think time. Like you just you're sitting there contemplating. I know um back in the day when um you know, I would go visit my dad in Ohio and we would go fishing and stuff like that. Not that was when I was a little kid. And uh you know, we we might get in some waders and go out in the middle of the water, but for the most part we stood on the bank. We're fishing, we're catching like bluegill catfish, uh small large bass, stuff like that, right, but you just get think time, you' just just sitting there contemplating like life and uh if you do try to say something to somebody who's beside you and they' shushing you all the time because you might scare the fish, and so you know you just you ruminate things in your brain, and uh in this fishing trip, it was no different, just had a lot of time to to think about like life uh current situation that I'm in, like with the, um, that vaccination thing that's still going on, um, you know, what to do if things don't turn out the way I want them to. And, you know, think about thinking about all that kind of stuff, like career and what to do next and all just, just life, life as far as that goes, right? Like thinking a lot about God, about the Bible, thinking about this channel, man. And, uh, you know, what I, what I hope God does with it. So, you know, just kind of thinking about my kids and and life and my spouse and, you know, just kind of going through all kind of thoughts in my brain. And one of the things that just kept coming back to me, man, is I was looking down and looking out. And there's something about like the deep ocean or the deep sea. It's just it's just like pure chaos, man. Like. It's windy out, and you're out there on the water, and um, you know we're going we're going along in a boat. And you know you got the engine, so your boat is like riding on top of the waves, right? But because the water is so chaotic, man, sometimes you like sometimes you get launched a little bit off of wave, and it just disappears off from under you, just like slam back down. Sometimes a wave comes up on the right hand side, and so you like you feel it roll, and uh, and Lord forbid you stop, right? You stop out on the water and you just have the mercy of whatever wave comes through. And I was thinking about that, thinking about how like, um, you know, you had the fishermen back in Jesus's day or, or, or in in the Bible times, just overall. And uh, more than likely, they're fishing on the Mediterranean. And from what I hear about the Mediterranean, man, it's it's just this chaotic. And so those ancient people, the way they saw water, the way they saw like those deep waters like that um, like they, they just didn't know what was down there. So they, it like represented like chaos and disorder and, um, almost like a, like a, it had an evil tent to it. Um, I'm sure because people were out there on the boats and their boats would sink and, you know, they would lose family members and all kind of stuff, like a rogue wave come through, um, all kind of animals that are at the bottom of the sea. And so, um, you just, you just never knew, right? And so let me hip y'all to some of the, some of the stuff that I was thinking through. Um, here's the first one, the Genesis account. That was the, that was the first place where my mind went as I'm out on the water. Like, um, so we're rolling along and um, you know, we're, we launch out from one of the, one of the docks like that. And um, you know, we are going for about an hour, maybe a half hour or something like that. And we look up or I look, I look and we're coming up under the golden gate bridge and you know i'm just i'm just looking at it and it's like whoa like this is like we're riding up under the golden gate bridge and there's alcatraz Alcatraz and stuff like that and then we get out into the deep and if you look a direction there's like there's no land in sight it's just as far as the horizon as far as you can tell it's just water it's just it's just space and opportunity and um I got to thinking like how uh, Genesis, it describes uh, the Holy Spirit hovering over the face of the waters and um, like a, like a mother bird, like uh, hovering over her, over her eggs, right? Like that's, that's the picture I get. Holy Spirit is hovering over the face of the, of the waters and the world at that time was, was, was void. Like it, it didn't have like structure to it. It's just pure chaos, and um just thinking how man if 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 I wasn't out there to witness that it would just it would just be and and like that raw, untamed power of deep water um, to know that God conquers that chaos i don't know it was it was a it was a thought that hit me kind of different as i was out there and because um, the you could tell like as some of those waves are coming along like there was this one time i was i was looking and uh there was some small bird that was just kind of chilling on the water and the next thing you know a like a small little wave just came over and just like well pow like just hit right on top of Whatever bird that was, I didn't see it fly away. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he was fine. I'm sure. I'm sure that was just a normal Tuesday for him. But, um, uh, yeah. Just, I'm sure if that bird had saw it coming, he would have moved. But because it's so random, so chaotic, so just like it's such a it's such a destructive force that the deep sea like that. To know that God was able to like just tame that and draw life um you know draw the ground up under it draw life out of it um i'm not saying we d- ascend it from fish or anything like that i'm just saying like god like made life happen when there was nothing but avoid just utter chaos you know what i mean so that that reminded me of that story Um, another story that it reminded me of was uh, Jonah, right? So you have, uh, the story of Jonah, uh, God tells Jonah, yo, I want you to go tell the Ninevites Ninevites that I love them. The people of Nineveh, I want you to go to their town, tell them they need to repent so they can come to me. And Jonah's like, I don't want to do that because I know you'll actually forgive them. And I, and I hate them. I, I I despise them, and so, which is which is hilarious, right? Like the Bible pulls no punches. This is this is Jonah, um, dang near being a racist, right? Jonah was perfectly okay with his people being saved, but he wasn't okay with uh, people from another part of the country being saved, like a, in a, in another part of the land, right? Nineveh is in. I want to say, uh, people think it's either in. Like Syria or Iraq, Iran, somewhere in there. And so Jonah's like, I don't, I don't like those people. I don't like those people. And so I know you'll forgive them. So no, thank you. I'm not going to go. Instead of going to Nineveh, Nineveh he goes the opposite way. Uh, I want to say it was like uh, Tarsus or something like that. I might be wrong about that. I'll check that later. Um, <laughs> but God is like, I told you to do something, and so, as Jonah is on the boat, God sends a storm after jonah and so here's what here's what my thought was as I was out there on the water there's no storm this is when I was out there it was probably like the regular pattern of what life looks like out in the out in the deep ocean, right um and that to me was chaos i was just thinking to myself as i as i was out there on the boat what would a god-ordained storm feel like if god like sent a storm after me and uh i was like oh my oh my goodness i can't i can't imagine i cannot imagine what that was like uh because there was times as we were as we're going along um, you know, water is kicking up behind us a little bit, uh, cause you know, you're, you're smashing back down. And so that water, it like shoots up off the back of the boat. And there was times when water would come into the boat just because the, it smacked down so hard or, or, you know, we dipped down so low that water would come like into the back of the boat. It wasn't a light or anything. It was just enough to be like, Oh snap, <laughs> some water just jumped in the boat. Um, I was just like, man, God sends a storm after Jonah so much so that the sailors, like this is their, this is their profession. This is what they do all day, every day. These sailors are freaking out. They're like, they're offering sacrifices to their gods. They're like, they're rolling, um, uh, like stones and stuff like that to try to divine, who it is that this storm could be after and they're like they're going haywire because of the size of and magnificence of this storm i'm sure these dudes have seen a storm or two you know i'm saying out there on the mediterranean like i said storms are a regular occurrence but this storm is almost as if it was like there's a movie what was that movie called? Like, I think I want to say it was like the perfect storm or something like that. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But I saw the previews of it, right? Like you see the little boat and it's like trying to go up the wave. And it's it's like 20, 40 feet in the air. Like they're trying to ride to the crest of this wave to try to get over top of it. I feel like that's kind of what this storm was like for these dudes. And as I'm out there on the boat, right? This is, this is a thought that will freak you out as you're out there. And you're trying to imagine like what a storm like that would be like and you don't see any land in sight, (laughs) it's like, oh man, yo God, um, please don't, please don't, just, let's just not, not today, (laughs) Um, so God sends the storm after Jonah, Uh, he's in, he's in the bottom of the boat, trying to catch a nap, and they're like, yo man, you need to get up, so he gets up, and he's like, yo, I know the storm is after me, y'all, please just toss me overboard, and so they do they toss him overboard he lands in the water and when Jonah hits the water God preordains this this fish um to come up and swallow Jonah so as I'm on my trip I caught a few fish and um most of the most of the bigger fish are pretty deep down there's not a lot of fish that that are up right like you might see some whales and stuff like that um but the bible doesn't make it seem like this was a whale it it, may, it makes it seem like this was some other kind of creature right by the way saw some saw some sea lions so as we're fishing right not only um do we go fishing but we also go crabbing and so the um the skipper of the boat they drop in the deckhands they drop some some uh some crab traps uh, down in there, like they got some fish heads and fish guts and all this stuff. And they put them in the, uh, the crab traps and they drop them down and they're dropping them probably like, I don't know. I don't know how deep I'm not even going to try to guess. I would guess, uh, like 50 feet or more. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably a lot lower than that. I I didn't exactly ask, but, um, it's probably more like a hundred feet i I don't know <laughs> I don't know my my sea depths, <laughs> but they're dropping them down super deep, and obviously they're going all the way down to the ocean floor so the crabs can get inside right however deep that is um but we saw some um some seals, and what they what the seals do they were waiting until uh the skipper drops the crab traps, and they would they would touch the buoy with their nose and then follow the line down to the trap so that they could eat the bait out of the crab trap so after a while the skipper was like this is this is useless uh to try to do this because they're just going to eat all the bait we're never going to get any crab uh thankfully we had dropped some other traps so we got a couple crabs but not as many as we wanted um anyway god prepares this fish and of the fish i caught they were they were decent sized fish you know what i'm saying um I can't imagine a fish that large being exactly where it needs to be that as soon as a person hits the water it doesn't scare it away it doesn't scare the fish away the fish swallows Jonah and I'm and I'm looking at the fish I caught I'm looking at the fish that other people caught one guy caught a fish it was probably probably about um probably about three feet long, it was some kind of bass or something like that, okay. and um can't imagine, I, I, and I, I've seen whales, y'all, like, I, I know that there's fish that are out there that are large enough, that's, that's not what I'm saying, like, I, I know there's fish that are large enough to swallow a person, it's just, like, what fish doesn't get, like, scared away, when something as large as a human being, an adult human being gets dropped into the water. And I was looking down in the water, man. And, uh, I was like, oh my goodness, how, how, how big this expanse is as far as the ocean is, how big this creature must've been that swallows Jonah. And it's got my mind racing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just one of those things in the story where, um, you're like, wow, God, God, you are amazing. And so the end of the story uh, of Jonah, for those who don't know it, um, this fish, after three days, uh, Jonah spins inside the fish. He spits Jonah out. Uh, He walks up on dry land and God says, go to Nineveh, like I told you. And so he goes to Nineveh, preaches the worst sermon ever. Uh, God's going to kill you is is (laughs) what it seems like all he said was. And then, uh, the whole, the whole city gets saved from the King all the way down. And Jonah's hot. And, um, he goes and he sits up under a tree and he's trying to get some shade from the sun. And then God sends a worm to eat the tree. (laughs) I don't know what kind of worm this was, y'all. Um, but Jonah's then like really hot. He's like, argh, God, why are you letting this stuff happen? God's like, why, you care more about the tree than you do about the whole city that I just saved. And then the book ends. (laughs) Yo, anyway, so that story uh, not only made me laugh, but kind of freaked me out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like you're out there on the water and you're thinking about a story like that, how, you know, the storm and the fish and you're just like, man, God, I... I don't want that to happen to me. How about that? <laughs> and yo, how cold the wind was. I imagine the water had to have been freezing. So there was a lot of times I was, I was processing like, what would it, what would it be like to accidentally fall out of the boat? Cause as, as you're rocking, right? The, uh, the safety bar that's around the boat is only like a little lower than waist high. So you're having to like spread your legs out really far. One, so you don't topple over every three seconds, but two, like to try to get below that safety bar a little bit so that if a rogue wave does come, like it's not knocking you over the side. And there was a couple of times, man, where I had to grab the bar, like, whoa. And, and so my mind goes like, how cold that must be. I imagine ancient Near East people don't have like Carhart, um, you know, wetsuits, um, They'd have like all kind of beatings and all kinda of stuff to keep them warm, right? To keep them uh insulated from the cold. It's just pure raw cold right there on your skin and and ocean cold, man. Especially the bay. For the for those of y'all who've never been to the San Francisco Bay in that area, um, like it's cold. Like you can I've been to some cold places, right? Like I've been to Alaska and um I've been out in the middle of the desert, like in Arizona or something like that at night. And it gets cold. It gets cold. You know what I mean? There's something about that bay. It it is extra cold, man. Like it gets inside of your bones. And like you, like for real shiver. Like I, it's, it's one of the only places I've been in the world. And I've been to a few places in the world, right? It's one of the only places in the world where I've had like a deep bone cold where it's just been like, I, I cannot get warm. It's not, it's not putting on an extra jacket. That's going to help. My bones are cold. And uh, I was just imagining hitting that water. Like it's already cold on the outside of the boat. Hitting that water must be like. Dang. Crazy. Crazy thoughts. Anyway. The last story I thought of. And um, this story is what brings us back to Christ. right? Um, This is how Jesus is better than Jonah. Like he's the better Jonah. So. Where, um, where Jonah went into the boat as a form of rebellion from God and had no control. Like imagine, imagine what Jonah did. So Jonah told the fishermen and there's these, I mean, they're, they're worshiping other gods. And so essentially what Jonah is asking these, these fishermen to do, he's saying, make me your human sacrifice that will calm down. The storm. God never asked him to be a sacrifice; he asked him to go preach good news. So Jonah would rather be utilized as a human sacrifice than to go tell his enemies that God loves him. So, so there's that, right? There's Jonah was just kind of—it's a messy story as you look deep into it. Jesus, on the other hand, um, Jesus in full submission to the Father comes to Earth. Uh, is born of a virgin uh, grows up becomes a man Um, he's better than the he's he's better than adam Uh, so he goes through all that trial he's the better adam Um, where satan comes along and tries to tempt him and jesus says uh, uses the word of god says um, "Satan, you can't tempt me i'm not i'm not like that first adam And so he proves that he's the better Adam, right? He proves that he's the better Moses. He proves that he's the better Elijah. And in the story of Jonah, he proves that he's the better Jonah. So there's this episode uh, in the Gospels where Jesus is in the boat and he falls asleep in the boat as the guys are out on the water. He just got through preaching. Um, There's a bunch of stuff happening. The man needed a nap. So he gets in the boat, goes to sleep. They go out on the water and a storm comes. And once again, these dudes are experienced fishermen. But for some reason, the storm seemed out of control. And um, they're trying to wrestle through it. And they just can't. And so they call down to Jesus. And they're like, man, we about to die. And you seem like you don't care. And where Jonah woke up and immediately tried to participate in idol worship. Uh, in human sacrifice, Jesus gets up and tells the storm, yo, chill out. Peace be still. Go sleep. (laughs) However you want to say that. Jesus calms the storm, right? He he sticks a pacifier in his mouth. and um, Jonah had no power over the storm because God sent the storm because of his rebellion. God sends the storm Jesus' way to prove that he's God. Because the first thing the disciples say is, What kind of dude is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. He just tells the storm to be quiet and it listens. I can't like I I was I was out on the boat and I was trying to picture like there's nothing that can stop this force. And I and there was after like the sixth hour out, out on the boat. I found myself thinking like, I just want it to stop. <laughs> I think I'm I'm done. I'm a I'm a little bit done with uh just rocking the whole time. And to and to hear that that Jesus just calms the storm, just at a word. Like I just I imagine the disciples were were in utter awe. Because it the calm that I that I feel like it describes, it's not like um where it was on the boat that I was, that I was on, where the waves are just kind of, they're constantly moving you. From the way it seems, when Jesus tells the storm, peace be still, it was like, it was still. And I can't imagine being out on the Pacific Ocean and looking out and there's no waves. There's no crests. There's no movement. But Jesus commands this water to chill out. To go sit down somewhere, and it listens. I was just processing that man, like, wow, this is this is amazing, and so like that obviously drove me into worship. But um, as we as we think about like all things leading to Christ, right? How God um, has written the history of this world, every. every atom and molecule, every piece of stardust, every colossal star in the far reaches, every every piece of salt in the ocean, inside the water, every molecule of salt, everything was written to glorify Christ. All of it. And sitting, and sitting with that thought, sitting with, um, man, God has complete rulership even over this, this chaos, where I would, I would be, <laughs> I would want it to just sit still, but God finds glory in the way that the, the water just kind of, I'm sure it's not random to him, but to, but to us, it's just random, and God finds glory in it, and it was just, just in awe, you know what I'm saying? And um I think that's I think that's what we need as we think about stuff like like this show is is built on this, these kind of propositions, right? Like even the even the sea, even a even a fishing trip out on the ocean ultimately points its way back to Christ. God has given us everything we need to give him absolute 1000% worship because it's all about him everything, everything is about him. And so whether it's, uh, how God created all things, how, um, and, and just that thought, right? Like, uh, as you're, as you're casting your line down in the sea, you're reaching for one of the first of God's creations. One, one of the first thing he created was, was sea life. And so you're reaching down for stuff that's like amongst, the first things god ever created you know what i mean like those, those kind of thoughts are just like whoa like if um i see why some cats you know they they get a little they get a little herbal supplement if if you know what i mean they they take those herbal supplement <laughs> sup, supplements <laughs> uh i can see why they just they just kind of trip out on certain stuff right cuz as as your mind just kind of um expands and explores Um, I got to tell you, contemplating the magnificence of God is better than any other herbal supplement that you can take, man. There's, There's no additive needed when you're contemplating the magnitude of God. It is, it's mind boggling. And it's, uh, it's one of the most joyous things that you can do in life is just to sit and think about how and why and when god um exacts himself upon our material world right so all that is cool um thinking through that kind of stuff it's it was it was awesome like thinking about how like man god uses even like even sea life to the good of his glory and then how he just uh it's not as if god um wound up the clock set it in motion and then let go as jesus comes in the flesh and as he's there um he's in the boat and he's he's manipulating the sin the sea and the waves and he's telling it no i said stop don't make me come back there (laughs) oh man it's 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 magnificent man and uh it's one of it's for for those reasons the fishing trip was great uh for the constant <laughs> movement uh and the the day and a half later of still feeling like my body is all over the place <laughs> yo man i i struggle with that part and it took me like it took me until the next day to warm up like i was, I'm telling y'all i was cold um would i go deep sea fishing again ah probably not it was <laughs> It was uh, it was intense for sure. Um, I I love fish though, and I love crabs, so maybe maybe do it again, or maybe pay somebody to go for me. <laughs> but for the opportunity to get out and contemplate God, and then bring back um, a story about once again how all things in all creation, from the garden, all the way up until now, how all of it is is pointing to the majesty of christ man yeah that was well worth it and i and i'd do it again in a heartbeat just just to have those experiences man i love coming here talking to you all about that kind of stuff because um that's what i want to i want a pattern i want to i want to model that i want uh as folks are going on their day-to-day as they're going on fun adventures and and thinking through stuff um i think we should be thinking about god And how God is the author of it all. Um, As opposed to getting caught up in the silly stuff of this world. Stuff that's ultimately going to pass away. Please consider that. One day, God is going to supplant all of this with his glorious kingdom. All this stuff that we get so riled up about. It's all going to pass away. But the glory of God is going to be for eternity. So... Please continue to contemplate that um I'm actually gonna wrap the show up because um that's what I have for today i hope y I hope y'all doing good man I hope uh these things are are fun for y'all to listen to thank y'all for for everybody who does listen thank you I appreciate it uh, listen to me ramble on about silliness and uh and glorifying God in the midst of it man i ho- I hope y'all can join me in worship uh because it's cool. So I love y'all. Hope y'all doing good. Everybody that's listening on the podcast, y'all I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for the love. Thank you for the listens. Um, there's people that are listening like out in Germany and stuff like that, man. It's that's pretty cool. Um so yo keep t- keep telling folks, man, because um that's exciting. It's exciting to think about uh this small voice proclaiming Christ to the world. Like that's just that's just cool. Um for everybody that's watching on YouTube, thank y'all! Thank y'all so much, man. I, I just I got uh, this indication the other day that I have over a hundred uh, viewing hours, and I never would have thought uh, something like that would fill me with so much joy. Um, not not necessarily for me, though. It is you know, it is cool that God's using me, but just to just to the thought that I'm on here, just glorifying God, and people are listening. It's just that's awesome. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for uh, interacting with the content. The more you interact with the content, the more people see it. It's, it's the way the algorithm works. So if you like it, if you like the videos, um, that's, that's just uh, a few more people that get a chance to, to see this video. If you subscribe and hit the notification bell. That's more people that get to to see that it's content. YouTube thinks it's content that people want, other people want to see. And then if you start commenting, oh my goodness, you'll get a chance to interact with me, man. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, it's cool, and and I love y'all for for everything that y'all are allowing me to do to the glory of God. I, I man, a thousand percent appreciate it. So um, if y'all need me, hit me up. My email is going to be down in the description box. Uh, if you want to come through and chop it up with your boy, yo, y'all hit me up, man. I'm going to try to uh, reach out to a couple folks and see if we can get some guests on. It's been a while. Um, but I love y'all, man. I hope y'all are doing good. Uh, to the glory of God, man, let's keep pressing. Let's keep loving Jesus uh, as we walk down this uh, this road that's uh, that's left Emmaus. But, man, it's going to walk all the way until, until Christ comes back. So... It is the amazed Proposition. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I love y'all. See y'all next time. Grace and peace.